Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance and the USA Wealth Group alongside Phil Paleologus. Get your finances in order. Money Wise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Everyone is talking about Money Wise with the Money Guys. Ray Lance of USA Wealth Group here. And good morning, Ray. It's great to see you. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Money Wise again this lovely Sunday morning. We're so pleased to have you with us. And uh, we like to have you listen every week. Our mission is to teach you ways that will help you protect your family and protect your money. That's a very simple mission that we have. You can find us at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth. You can reach us at 508-998-8858. And you can also visit our website, which is usawealthgroup.com. So we hope you'll take the time to do that. I would like to mention as we get started this morning that we've got Lots and lots of reports that we can give you that will help your finances. We've got key financial facts for the year. We have information on Social Security, so special Social Security reports or Medicare reports, perhaps. We've even got some information on cybersecurity that we can send, how you can protect your family, your computer um, from hackers, for example. So this morning, we're going to be talking about the subject of your credit cards. Anybody listening today have a credit card? Um, I have a few credit cards. Has anybody listening today ever had a problem with a credit card where you've had to have a card canceled or you got a call from your credit card company saying, did you charge something in California this week and also in Massachusetts this week? Um, That happens. Um, I've had that happen to me before. And whenever I get those kinds of calls, I like to say thank you. Thank you for looking out for my interest and making that inquiry. And sometimes when you travel out of state or out of country, um, you need to make sure that you can use your credit card in the location that you're going to. As an example, there are a number of companies that do not allow their, com- their cards to be used in Canada because there's a large, a large amount of credit card fraud that emanates from Canada. And if you want to use your credit card in Canada, in some cases, you have to call the company ahead of time and let them know that you're traveling there. Otherwise, there might be an alert where they think that your card is being used improperly. Sometimes if you're leaving the state and you're just going down to Florida, for example, you need to do the same thing, especially if you have a debit card. It seems to be the policy of a lot of banks with debit cards that you need to let them know if you're going out of state. Otherwise, you go to use the card, the card is declined because your bank thinks it's been stolen. But there's lots to talk about on your credit card. We're going to talk about how to uh, build better credit with credit cards. We're going to talk about uh, local frauds that have taken place in places like, oh, Foxwoods, for example, or Starbucks. Uh, There is misuse that happens. And what can you do to protect yourself? How can you think about changing your PIN number or other kinds of things that you can do to protect yourself. The simplest thing you can do is look at your statement. I wonder how many people take the time ever to look at their statements when their statements come in. So this morning, we're pleased to have with us Ashley Brown. Um, Ashley is the Director of Social Media for USA Wealth Group. And welcome, Ashley. 
Good morning. Thank you. This is the second time that you've been with us on the show, and I appreciate it. You know, Ashley is a wealth of knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. She has a lot of experience with uh, computers and social media, and uh, she teaches us how to use Facebook and Twitter and some of those other important things. Um, there are some experts on Twitter. I think uh, I think Donald Trump is an expert on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> really? Ted Cruz is an expert on Twitter. They seem to be having Twitter wars. I'm not sure what that was called. There may be a name for that, but... Um, we're not supposed to talk about politics on the show, are we, Ashley? No, I don't recommend it. No. Um, it doesn't matter what your uh, political proclivities are. The important thing is that you get out and vote. We should always vote. But let's get in and talk about credit cards. So why are credit cards a problem? I mean, I guess there's been some recent situations where there's been, I understand, some arrests at a Foxwood Hotel because somebody was suspected of making fake credit cards. Um, so um, I think you heard about that, didn't you? I did, yeah, and I go there a lot. Well, you don't have to tell us all of that, but she likes Foxwoods, ladies I do. and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm a bingoer. So um, I guess uh, apparently at this arrest, uh, the arresting officers found a machine that makes credit cards, a laptop computer, some counterfeit uh, $100 bills, and 20 fraudulent credit cards. Wow. Oh, and by the way, 20 bags of heroin. So uh, that happened at uh, Foxwoods, and the uh, tribal police actually arrested this person and uh, for committing credit card fraud right in the hotel that's there. So it can happen in even your favorite places that you like to visit. Yeah, I know. That's scary. Ashley, how about coffee? Do you like to drink coffee? Every day. Yeah. Do you ever go to uh, this place that we call Starbucks? I do. And what, what do they call the person who actually uh, delivers the coffee or provides the coffee? Baristas. Yeah, what, what, I wonder where that name comes from, a barista. It's a fun name. I never heard of that word before until just looking at some material for this show. A barista. might be kind of fun to be a barista, but um, apparently somebody paid um, for their coffee through a drive-up, at, uh, with the, and the credit card is apparently stolen by... The barista. Starbucks barista. Yes. As she went through the drive-in, uh, the drive-through. So credit card theft is serious. Um, I actually had it to me once. I was traveling uh, into um, a foreign country, one of the Caribbean islands I visited a few years ago, and I used my credit card exactly once. We've mentioned this before. Um, I used it when I checked in at the hotel. It was just a MasterCard or a Visa, put it back in my wallet, never used it again. They want to have a credit card number on file so that they can charge incidentals. And when I got home and got my next statement, I discovered there was a $1,300 charge on my credit card. Wow. And I had not used my credit card. It was a little distressing because it was a fairly well-known hotel brand that I stay at a lot. And clearly somebody behind the front desk had taken my number and my information and had used it. So um, I guess tip number one for today would be always check your statement. Absolutely. Check it online. Look at it several times a month. Um, what are some of the other things we can do with our credit card, though, in terms of PIN numbers, for example? I think they recommend when you have a debit card, if you have multiple debit cards, never have the same PIN number for each card. Never have it be a birthday or your address or a phone number, anything that 
people can figure out what it is. Something that's easy to, to guess at, for example. Absolutely. And never write it down on your card. No, I don't write it down on my card. Um, I do have, um, I can't remember my passcodes, for example, to get into credit cards. So what I do is on my my smartphone, uh, I've got a place where I keep track of my card numbers, and I only put in the last four digits. So if somebody ever actually broke into my cell phone, they'd only see the last four digits. But I put my password under that information. And then I have a lock on my cell phone. Good. So that when... I go to use my cell phone, I have to do one of two things. I have to put in a, let's see, um, a six-digit code, or I can use my thumbprint uh, to unlock it. Other than that, I've got a security code. Um, I, I guess the FBI could probably un- unlock my phone today, though, right? I've heard they can do that. <laughs> they, they just had a running dispute with Apple. Well, it's a, it's a problem. By the way, um, we're talking about um, credit cards, but... I just read an article recently that even smartwatches could potentially be hacked. It's not a major problem, but they could get passcodes out of your cell phone. Now, um, have you ever heard of the situation when somebody goes to a bank? Um, I think it might be called phishing. I'm not sure what the proper term of it is. And somebody could be behind you and have a device that's recording what's going on on your credit card or your debit card when you're trying to take money out of an ATM. Yep. And there are ways to do that. So a couple things you should do if you're in a crowded area, you want to be as close to the ATM machine as possible so that somebody can't watch what you're doing or watch the numbers that you're punching in on a keypad. I suppose somebody could even photograph that and watch you putting your number in. Yep. Um, I want to talk about a couple of details of that. So not only do you want to be close to the machine, um, but you want to get a receipt and take the receipt with you so that if you leave the machine too quickly and somebody's right behind you, um, potentially they could hit the button and say, give me a receipt, and maybe they've got some information they could use. Yes, always ask for a receipt with everything. But you need to be a lot more careful today. And um, so as far as PIN numbers are concerned or password numbers, I guess... Really, we ought to change those periodically, shouldn't we? Yeah, I would for sure. I do mine every six months or so. I go in the bank and I change mine. Okay, well, that's good to know. So rule number one, uh, look at your statements. Rule number two on your credit cards, change your PIN numbers periodically. Do it and write it down someplace. I think I have my PIN numbers mostly memorized, but sometimes I have to look at my cell phone, but then I keep my cell phone locked and usually always almost uh, all the time right with me. Um, And what happens if you lose a credit card? What should we do if we lose a credit card, if you left one at the bank or if you left one in a machine or something like that? If you left it in the machine, call the bank right away to let them know that either you left it there or it got eaten by the ATM. But if you lose like a credit card, call and cancel it as soon as you realize it, sooner than possible. Okay, and we have protection in Massachusetts, for example, that Um, If you have a credit card that has been used without authorization, you have a a $50 maximum liability limit. However, you have an obligation within a certain period of time, it's only a matter of two or three days, that you must notify the company that your credit card has been lost, stolen, compromised, or something. And if you don't, you can have a larger liability. 
So keep tabs on where your credit cards are, but as soon as you find out that something is wrong, you've got to notify the bank right away. Absolutely. And they all have 800 numbers. Um, Do you ever leave a credit card in a restaurant? No. How about a bar? Um, Never never mind. You don't have to answer that question. (laughs) No, I haven't. (laughs) Um, I've actually done that before. I've left a credit card in a restaurant, and then you get home, and suddenly you panic, and you realize, I don't have my credit card. Call the restaurant right away. I've I've done that. Um, You know, I had a funny incident um, probably, it was about a year ago, and I was walking across a local supermarket parking lot, and I looked down. It was only probably 50 feet from the curb, and there's a credit card laying on the ground, and it belonged to a woman um, in a local town, and it had fallen out of her pocket or her hand or whatever, well, I, I picked it up. I mean, I'm an honest person. I wasn't going to misuse it, obviously. Right. So I got her name. I searched the telephone book. I found out um, her name in the phone book. Fortunately, she had a listing. And I called and reached her husband and told her I had just found this credit card in the parking lot. And he was very pleased. And I left my name and number, and she called me back a couple of hours later, and she was very grateful. Um, she was leaving the following day to go on a trip out of town um, on the West Coast. And so I said, well, look, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it in an envelope and seal it with your name on it and leave it with the receptionist in my office. And then when you come back from your trip, the card will be here. So she did that. She came back, and she wrote a nice little thank you note. But we drop cards. We leave cards in restaurants. We do things, and it's just too easy today. So... Do you think that credit card fraud is is fairly large in this country? Absolutely. Uh, did you ever buy anything at Target? I did, yes, all the time. Well, I bought something at Target um, about a year and a half ago, right around Christmas time. And then right after that, something funny happened. Uh, Target announced that somebody had access to their data. And so anybody who had used a credit card was potentially at risk and should check their cards, maybe change their passcode numbers, their PIN numbers. And then when that happened, this is all public record, so I can talk about it. Uh, Target said, um, well, they got numbers of credit cards and names, but they didn't get any PIN numbers. And then about a week later, they issued a corrective press release and said, oh, we're sorry, they do have the PIN numbers as well. And it was millions and millions of people. I actually had paid with a debit card. So proactively, what I did on my own is I canceled my debit card. And it was a little inconvenient. I had to wait for a week or 10 days. I got a new card back. Um, But at least I felt secure that my card was not going to be compromised. Especially around the holidays. Everyone uses debit or credit cards. I rarely carry cash. And that's, I think, especially true of the younger generation, you know, younger than me. Um, (laughs) I mean, people think nothing of going in, buying a cup of coffee, and handing a debit card over because they don't carry cash today. Yeah, it's true. So there's good points and bad points about that. You know, we talked before, Ashley, about um, even gas pumps you have to be careful today. Yep. Because um, people can get information about your credit card from a gas pump. So do you know some some of the things that we might need to do to protect ourselves at a gas pump? I actually just did it this morning. I went to the gas pump, and I always make sure I hit, yes, I want a receipt, because that completely ends that transaction. Okay. 
So even if you think it's a little bit of a pain in the butt to push the button and wait for a receipt to crank out. Yep, or um, have to go inside to get it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely do mm-hmm. it. So get a receipt because it totally terminates that transaction. Um, I've often wondered if you could walk up to a gas pump and just pull the thing out and see if it would still squirt some gas on somebody else's card, but I don't think it does. I don't. I think it locks and it turns off after you end your transaction. After you hang it up. Yeah. Okay. That would be smart. Well, people in the studio are laughing at my question, but <laughs> that's all right. I have a devious mind. I think about these things. Um, we have different kinds of credit cards we deal with, don't we? Yes. We have regular credit cards. Um, we have what? Bank credit cards. Bank credit cards. Cashback. What's a cashback card do? I don't know that term. It's like you can get rewards and you can, after so many points, you can get cash back oh. to be taken off your statement. Okay. Yeah, and I guess I've heard of that then. But there's all kinds of cards and things available today. You know, one of the good things that's happening today is we now have this new chip technology. Yeah. And um, do you know anything about that? A little bit. I just got a new card because they upgraded it with the chip. I know around the holidays they were still working out tweaks with using it at stores, and it was becoming an issue. It would take forever for it to read it, and people were getting frustrated, like, oh, I'll just pay another way. But I think it's becoming harder for people to hack it with the chips because they're not using that magnetic strip that always has, like, the same code. The chip generates a different code every time you use it. Oh, that's right. I think I had heard about that. Yeah. So if you have one of the new chip cards, um, that must have cost the merchant some money because he would have to have new kinds of machines to look at the cards, right? I'm assuming, yeah, because every store you go to now has that ATM-like vestibule that you put your chip in now, too, when you pay. Hmm. I went somewhere recently. I, you know what I think it was? It was um, I, I had to fly someplace. I think it was at Green Airport when I came back, and I tried to put in one of my chip cards, and it wouldn't recognize it. It said, sorry, invalid card. And I put another card in that had the chip in it. said, sorry, invalid card. I thought, this is really great. What if those are the only cards that you had? They hadn't upgraded their technology yet. Wow. Uh, and I put another card in that was old technology, and it took it. So, But uh, that technology, by the way, has been around in Europe for many, many years. We're very slow in adopting some of these kinds of things. Yeah, we are. So I'm not going to um, embarrass you. We're talking with Ashley Brown, who's uh, social media director at USA Wealth Group. And um, so you're an expert on Facebook and Twitter and what else? Instagram, Snapchat. Is it Instagram or Pinterest? Are those the ones where you attach pictures? Instagram is you are doing a post like you would do on Facebook or Twitter, but you always have to attach a picture or a 15-second video. Pinterest is you're creating a board of like recipes or fashion, and you're just pinning different ideas to a board. Oh, you'll have to show me that sometime because okay. <laughs> I've never looked at Instagram. I've never looked at Pinterest. But it, I think I read recently that one of them is more used by women than it is by men. I would say Pinterest. My mom's always on Pinterest looking hmm. for recipes for dinner. Hmm. My dad never uses it. He doesn't even know what it is. Okay. That must be the one that I read. It's like 60% hmm. used by women and 40% used by men. So that might be a good place to do marketing to women then. Absolutely, yeah. So maybe what we should do in the office is put some recipes up from USA Wealth Group, Mm -hmm. Uh, old-fashioned family recipes. Like um, I know Tenny has a good recipe for homemade Boston baked beans. It's been handed down for generations. Wow. 
and also a chocolate cake. Ooh, chocolate cake. And um, so talk to me about that. That's a good okay, idea. Yeah. Pin- uh, Instagram. Pinterest. Pinterest. See, I'm confused already. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Massachusetts has some really interesting laws on uh, credit and debit card fraud. First of all, it is theft, and uh, it's prohibited, for example, to make a false statement to obtain a credit card. And if you steal a credit card with the intent of using it or selling it, obviously that's a crime. Or if you get a card that you know has been lost or stolen, uh, do what I do. Uh, I I could have taken that card that I found in the parking lot and brought it back into the store. Um, In this case, you know, I already had stuff in my hands, so I just took it to the office and figured uh, this lady probably wants to know that she's lost her card and tracked her down. Um, And uh, if you make a fraudulent credit card purchase or if you make a credit card purchase without the owner's permission, um, this can actually be not only a misdemeanor, but it can be a felony in Massachusetts. And credit card fraud can also be something called identity theft, where you're trying to steal somebody else's identity. So um, what do you do if you're a victim of credit card fraud? What are some of the things you might need to do, Ashley? Report it to the a law enforcement agency. Just let them be aware, you know, you are a victim and that you need to be taken care of. So you can call your local police department, for yes. example. And also notify your credit card company because they'll immediately cancel that card or make sure that there's no other cards that are in your name that you didn't create. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to report it to two places, one to law enforcement, and you have to report it to your credit card company. Um, Do you ever hear of uh, freezing your credit card? A little bit. I don't know too much about it. Well, here's what you do. Do you have uh, Tupperware containers at home? I do. So you take a Tupperware container, you put water in it, you take your credit cards that you don't want to use, and you put them in there, you put the cover on it, you put it in your freezer. <laughs> really? Yeah, really. <laughs> She's looking at me so skeptically, ladies and gentlemen. But Now, this is a tip that I've actually given on the radio before. If you use credit cards for things that you shouldn't use credit cards for, um, then... Um, you maybe have a credit card addiction, so you can yeah. take and freeze your credit card. And then before you need to use it, before you can use it, you have to take it out of the freezer. You have to melt the ice. You have to. So it's a way for people who are too tempted to use credit cards to freeze your credit cards. Interesting. You like that idea? I do like that idea. <laughs> you know, keep the one card that you want to use. Um, what are some of the things that we can do to keep our PIN numbers safe on debit cards and credit cards? Don't share it with anyone. One thing. Okay. That's like the most important thing. Keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, don't make it too obvious. If your birthday is, you know, in June, don't use a six and the number and the year because if someone knows who you are and they get in contact with your debit card, that's the first thing they're going to do is your birthday. I like, I like to use Latin quotations sometimes. Problem is everybody in the office probably knows the Latin quotations that I use. I don't. No? Oh, that's no. good. No, I won't tell you then. I'm not going to mention it on the air no, either, No, don't do that. <laughs> that won't be good. So are there any other kinds of things we can do? Never give it out on the phone. If someone's calling you and asking you for your PIN number, it's probably someone that shouldn't be calling and asking for your PIN number because no one will ever call you and ask you for that information. Okay. And when you're using your debit card, if you go to an ATM or you're going at a store, make sure you're completely shielded when you're putting it in so no one behind you or five feet away from you is looking to see what you're putting in. Okay. 
And don't write it down on your card or anywhere. No, I've never done that, but I imagine mm-hmm. some people do. It's like the tip of don't ever carry your Social Security card with yep. you. One should never carry your Social Security card. Number one, hopefully you've memorized it. But number two, don't keep it in your wallet. Don't keep it in your purse. Uh, keep it at home in a safe place. Yeah. If you ever lose your wallet, you lose your purse, great. Somebody's now got your Social Security number. Yeah, that's really bad. I wouldn't do that. If I had to guess, I would be willing to bet that probably 25% of the people listening today have their Social Security card in their wallet. It's really a bad practice. Yeah, I used to keep it in my wallet, and then I stopped that. Then you listen to me. I listen to you, yes. Okay. Uh, Unless maybe your parents told you that. I don't know. I think it was my dad. Okay. (laughs) Smart man. Well, um, smartphone. I want to come back to smartphone for a second Mm -hmm. because... I keep a lot of data in my smartphone because, you know, if you've got multiple accounts, you want to know what the account number is or what it ends in. So I don't put full account numbers. But if you're going to keep that information in your smartphone, make sure you have a security on your smartphone so that you can keep it locked. Absolutely. You don't want to have a smartphone with no security on it. Uh, very, very important. The other thing I tell people is um, if you keep your bank statements fine, if not, don't just take them, throw them in the basket. That's like saying, here's my information if you want it. Yeah. Uh, you get you can get a shredder for as little as 30 or $40. You can get a cross-cut shredder for about $60. Shred anything that has personal information on in it. People do uh, look in trash for information. That's gross. It's gross? Digging through trash? Yeah, yes. but they make lots of money. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want them to make money off no. of us. Um All right, so we're going to come back in just a couple minutes, Ashley. We're talking with Ashley Brown from USA Wealth Group. And, of course, I'm Ray Lance from USA Wealth Group. We're going to come back and talk to you about freezing your credit reports, how to uh, build better credit with your credit cards, and how to protect yourself from identity theft. So stay tuned. We've got a lot of really good specific hints for you. We'll be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to MoneyWise, brought to you every Sunday morning by USA Wealth Group. Our special topic today is credit cards, how to use them, how to protect them, when not to use them. During the break, I just had a helpful hint, when you should not use a credit card in an ATM. Number one, if you've been out drinking. Uh, Number two, if you're too tired. Because I was just talking with somebody other than Ashley. wasn't Ashley, by the way. wasn't me. who, because they were very tired, simply left a credit card in a machine. And fortunately, because the card was sitting there for a little while, the machine just sucked it back in and swallowed it. Then you get a call from your bank saying, we have your credit card. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and most importantly, when you're listening to some of these hints and tips about credit cards, don't put it off. Don't just think, oh, that's interesting. And make some notes about it. Take some action. Do something. A gentleman named Christopher Parker said, procrastination is like a credit card. It's a lot of fun until you get the bill. (laughs) And, you know, speaking of when to use credit cards, uh, credit cards should be used ideally in a way that when you receive the bill at the end of the month, you pay the bill. Um, That's not probably practical or realistic in today's economy because people have to use them to live on and then they get into a more difficult position. But um, credit cards are something that should be used carefully. Um, Ideally, you don't use them for necessities that you can use with your paycheck or with your your cash. 
Um, what do you know about freezing your credit report? I'm going to give you one little hint, Ashley, first of all, about credit reports in general. You know, we're all interested to build our credit report as, as best we can. Uh, so here's a hint, and I've talked about this before in the radio. If you have a credit card, and let's say it has a $2,000 limit, make sure you keep your limit below 50% of your available credit. So if you've got available credit of $2,000, you don't want your balance to be more than $1,000. You want it to be less than $1,000. And if you are looking to improve your credit score, let's say you're planning to buy a house or something, one of the things that you should do very first, because it's going to take about 60 days, is look at all your credit cards, the balances, the available credit, and start paying your credit cards down. That will immediately pop up your credit score if your balances are below 50%. And it'll boost it up as much as 30, 50 points, which is huge when you're in that situation. But um, sometimes we want to do something called freezing credit reports, don't we? Right. Do you put it in the freezer? Uh, Well, you can't put your credit. I I suppose you could put your credit report (laughs) in the freezer. But no, that was the credit card we want to put in the freezer. How do we freeze our credit report? Let's see. Some of the things that we can do is... We can say to the credit card company, um, let's say it's a Visa with a bank or something like that, um, I don't want to charge any more in this account right now. I'd like the account balance frozen. I'm going to just continue to pay it down. So you actually get in touch with your individual credit card company and say, for some period of time, you know, I've been concerned either about my credit or I'm concerned about you know, whatever it happens to be. Um, I don't want to have the ability to charge any more in this account for a while, so I'm going to freeze my uh, my card, and um, I, I want to make sure that um, I'm going to still keep the account open, but I'm going to pay the balance down. But if you freeze your credit report also, uh, any new creditor will not be able to see the credit report. Not a bad thing. That's good to know. Um, so it has to be uh, an account, for example. Let's say it's an account. It has to have been opened in your name, um, and it has to have your Social Security somehow tied to it. But uh, today you can freeze your credit report by contacting the three major credit reporting bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. We can show you how to do that and help you do that if you want to do that. Um, and you can freeze your credit report at all three because – Different creditors will use one company and some will use the other. Um, Sometimes it costs a little bit of money to freeze it. It might be $3. It might be $10 to do it. Uh, It will not impact your credit score negatively if you choose to do this. And it's a little bit different from credit monitoring. Credit monitoring is when you pay a fee and the company is going to tell you if there's any suspicious activity in your account or they're going to tell you if your credit score is going up or if your credit score is going down. And then, so while you're doing this, your credit score is improving because your credit accounts aren't being used. And then let's say you decide you're now going to go out and apply for a car loan or a mortgage. You can then unfreeze the reports. And so it's something that's worth doing. By the way, credit report freezing does not protect you against identity theft. It simply means that any new creditor won't be able to look at your credit report at all. So this basically prevents any new credit card company from suddenly sending you a card and some of the things that they do. So credit card freezing can be an interesting thing to do. And 
Um, in the area of building better credit, uh, credit cards themselves are the number one thing that we're always concerned about. Yeah. Um, when do you think most people get their first credit card? I got mine when I was 18. Okay. And did you apply for it yourself or did yes. somebody try to push it? Well, my dad said, you know, to build your credit because I was going to be buying a new car once I got to college. Mm -hmm. He said it might be a wise idea to open a credit card and use it every so often um, and just pay it off to build your credit. Okay. You know, credit cards uh, are important in this country, um, and they do help you uh, create credit. So if you've never had a store credit, you've never had a charge account at Sears or Lowe's or anybody else, and you've never taken out a credit card, you don't have anything on your credit report. Now you want to get down and buy a car and you have no credit history. Right. It can really make it very difficult. So there's nothing wrong with having credit cards. What happens a lot in uh, college situations is, um, I used to think that it was just when you became a senior in your senior year, the credit card companies would try to push cards on you. They're actually doing it now in your freshman year. When you go to for freshman orientation to your school, uh, there'll be tables set up with credit card companies, and they'll say, here, sign up for a credit card. Wow. Um, and m many, many cases, most cases, that's being done without the parents' knowledge. So the parents aren't even aware of it. You have an 18-year-old person going into college, and they can go to three different tables and pick up three different applications and send them in and, and get credit the, cards. Then ask the parents to pay the bill. Well, they could do that, too. <laughs> Have you had experience? In that no, <laughs> but just, I'm assuming if they're <laughs> just applying for credit cards. Okay, no, but uh, they won't give them a huge amount of credit. They might give them just, you know, two or $300 of credit, but it's a start because now the, the, the student wants to buy something. You know, they want to go out with their friends and treat them to dinner or something. They do that, and they start to build up credit. And then the next thing is they'll get another letter from the credit card company saying, You've been paying your credit card on time. You've got a good history. We're going to increase your credit now to $1,000. And boy, does that get interesting. Now the student can say, hey, it's spring break. I'm going to buy myself a plane ticket oh, no. and go to Florida. So the problem is um, it's just something that parents need to be aware of when kids are going to college. It's something that students going to college need to be concerned about because how you manage credit will impact you in so many, many ways. Absolutely. But definitely not a bad thing to do to get one when you're younger and to start. Um, how about lowering your interest rate, ladies and gentlemen? What if you want to lower your interest rate? You'll find out fairly quickly if you are late in making payments, then your credit card interest will jump. And it only takes one late payment. Has anybody ever read the fine print on a credit card statement, the answer is probably no. No. Unless you're obsessive compulsive. Nobody ever reads those things. They're in fine print. Too tiny. But what, one of the things it'll tell you is that, by the way, if you miss a payment, we reserve the right to increase your credit card rate. And they do. So you may think you have a credit card that's paying, uh, charging you 9% or 12% interest. All of a sudden, you miss a payment. The next statement you get is now going to be 29%. Wow. It happens. And... What you can do in that situation is to get back on track with payments and say, look, I'm paying my bill on time. I was sick. I missed a payment. Um, I want my rate lowered. And if you don't, then you need to look for a better deal. So you have to be nice to the people when you talk to them, 
but don't be afraid to walk away and look for another situation. But do take a look at the interest rates. Now, what happens if you have three or four credit cards and they all have different interest rates and you've built up some small balances on these credit cards? Well, what I tell people all the time is what you want to do is pay down first the credit card that has the higher interest rate because that's costing you the most. Did you know, uh, Miss Ashley, that if you... Um, I have to be careful how I say things to you, don't I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I'll, be, I'll be nice to you on the radio today. <laughs> if you have a credit card, and let's say you have a balance of $1,200 in the credit card, and you say, well, I have to pay $30 this month, so I'm going to pay $30. If you pay just the minimum payment that the bank tells you you must pay every month and nothing more, you can't afford to pay more, you say, well, I only have to pay $30. It will take approximately 17 years for you to pay off that credit card balance. Wow. That's a staggering number. I've read that many, many times. So um, don't pay just the minimum. If you can afford to pay more, pay more. The banks would love to have you pay only the minimum because they're collecting all that nice interest. Um, they're making money off of you. So I bet you didn't know that before, did you? I didn't. So pay more than you have to and get rid of it. So what happens if you have uh, too many credit cards? Um, the cardinal rule for credit score is don't cancel a credit card. If you cancel a credit card, you have hurt your credit score because now you don't have as much available credit anymore. So part of your credit score, I think it's like 30% of your credit score, is based upon the ratio of available credit that you have versus the debt that's against that available credit. Um, that's why we said earlier that you want to make sure you keep your credit card balances below 50% of your available credit. But the worst thing you can do is to say, great, I've paid, I had five cards, three of them are fully paid off. I'm going to tell the company I want them canceled because I don't want to be tempted to use them again. Don't cancel them. First of all, you may need to use them sometime for an emergency. Put them in a safe place. Uh, don't carry them with you if you don't need to use them. But do not cancel your credit card. So if you had three cards you canceled and you had $3,000 available credit on each card, there's $9,000 of available credit that somebody felt you were good for. And if you cancel the cards, you just said, I no longer have $9,000 of available credit. It lowers your credit score. Wow. So don't cancel the cards, but do pay them down. And how do you know if you're in trouble with your credit card debt? Um, well, there's some warning signs, aren't there? Oh, yes. So what are some of the warning signs? You've maxed out multiple credit cards, and you can't pay them down. You pay your credit. You use credit cards for everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't carry cash, but I don't use it for everything. Well, don't think of a debit card as being a credit card, for example, because right. mm -hmm. a debit card is really a cash account, and it's money that's directly in your checking account. So debit cards are much better to use than a credit card is. Yeah, I agree with that one. Um, and that should be a cardinal rule. Everybody should remember that as well. They think, oh, gee, I don't want to use my debit card, but I've got a credit card to use. No, do just the opposite. Another really important tip. Um, if you use your credit card for everything, that's a mistake. If you use your debit card for everything, that's not a mistake. 
And then we've already talked about uh, debt-to-income ratios. Um, if you can only afford to pay the minimum payments on the card, that's a danger sign. Yeah. And although we don't do a lot of individual work in this area, we have occasionally helped people and made a plan. But there's some good credit counseling agencies available. Um, and uh, we can help make a reference to that. We've had folks on the radio show before uh, talking about credit counseling. It doesn't cost a nickel to go in for credit counseling. Uh, get in touch with us at USA Wealth Group at 508-998-8858. We would be more than happy to refer you to one of the credit counseling agencies and to their website and everything else. It's free. It doesn't cost a penny to do it. And they will help you rebuild your credit. You know, Ashley, we're talking with Ashley Brown, who's our social media director at USA Wealth Group. Um, some of the other warning signs, if you have problems with credit cards, is if you are making late payments or missed payments, um, or if you are not telling the truth about how much debt that you really have out there. So what are some of the solutions we could do if we have a problem with our credit cards? We've got too many credit cards or too high balances. What are some of the things we might do? Stop spending money. I guess that's a good rule, isn't it? <laughs> Stop using them. Yep. Make a budget so you know what you actually are able to spend if you have to use your credit cards. And try to get a lower rate for your interest. You can call them and ask them. The worst thing they can do is say no, but at least you've asked. Yeah, I have a quotation from somebody whose name I can't pronounce. Uh, Bardo Comos says, I'm in debt. I am a true American. Well... <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the case. Do you know which country has a much higher ratio of individual debt than we do in America? It's hard to believe. They that's speak the same language. Canada? No, it's across no. the pond. England. England. The ratio of household debt, credit card debt, is much higher in England Wow. than it is even in the U.S., which is a little hard to believe. But, um, you know, we all have issues... So we want to stop spending as much. Spend money on things that you need, not on things that you want. That's a great piece of advice right there. That's a quotation from Ray Lance. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anything else that you can come up with for ideas on how to reduce our credit card debt? Pay more than you have to. Don't just pay that minimum payment. If you have extra money, put more money on it. That's what I do. Good idea. We have... That's, that's a real firm recommendation. We have clients all the time that will make an extra payment on their mortgage or extra money on the principal so they can pay their mortgage off earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, you can do the same thing with credit card debts. The highest interest rate you're ever going to pay on anything in your life typically is going to be um, uh, on a credit card debt. Uh, so pay more than you have to. Um, you could also do a repayment plan. You could call up the company and say, look, I'm having problems financially. I've lost my job. I'm collecting unemployment. I don't have as much money coming in as I used to. What can I do? I don't want to lose my credit card. Um, car the card companies will work with you. They will work out a plan. They'll say, well, we'll waive the interest or we're going to lower your interest and we're going to lower your payment for a while. And if you can make this payment faithfully for the next 12 months, um, then we'll lower your interest on a permanent basis and we'll help you. They don't want to lose you anymore. They don't want to have default rates uh, either if they don't have to. And as I said, the credit counseling services do a really good job and their services are uh, free. But set a goal for yourself and say, 
yep, um, I'm going to get rid of my credit card debt. I've had people, employees in the office before tell me that, that their goal was to pay their credit card debts off. See, I wanted to show you this, Ashley, that you can put your cards on ice. So this isn't something new that I invented. That's this a great idea. something I read, and I thought that was terrific. <laughs> and seriously, do it. You don't want to be tempted. Take the cards. Instead of just locking them up, you always know where the key is. Um, do something like put them on ice. It's, it's a little funnier, and then you can tell your friends, oh, I don't use my credit cards anymore. They're in the refrigerator. Um, <laughs> you might get some weird looks. Yep. Um, reduce your expenses so you can free up some cash. But make, make a plan specifically. We can make some suggestions for you as well. And um, do something that's motivational to you. So say to yourself, you know what? I've got a $600 balance on this card. I'm determined I'm not going to um, have that debt when I pay it off. Um, then I'll keep the card and lock it up. I'm not going to use it in the meantime. So I'm not going to go out to eat. I'm not going to go out to a restaurant until I pay off this $600 debt. And then what you can do is when you've paid it off, you've achieved that small goal. You can say, great, now I'm going to go out to a restaurant and have a meal, pay for it with cash, and celebrate the fact that it paid off. So don't just set a goal. Set a reward you know, to go with that goal. Yeah, that's a great idea. Um, you can sometimes, if it's a larger debt, like a mortgage, obviously you could refinance a mortgage or you could do a credit card um, consolidation. That's another way to do it. Um, you could transfer balances. So if you had three or four cards and they were all paying fairly high interest rate and you had one card that had a lower interest rate, well, you can transfer balances or you can take cash advances from the lower rate card and pay off the higher rate card. So effectively you're transferring balances. You can do it formally with the companies as well. But credit card management is not only uh, a serious concern. You want to protect it from uh, theft. You want to protect and preserve your passcodes. Um, but when we talk about, you know, which balances to pay off first, you know, we've, we've addressed that, haven't we, I think? Yeah, the highest interest rate is the one you should be paying off first. So these are all important lessons today. Um, mm -hmm. Do you do any banking with your cell phone? I do. I think a lot of more people are doing that today, too. Mm -hmm. what, are, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of doing that, and does it impact credit cards or not? Well, I have my bank's mobile app on my phone, so I have access to my statement and my account from anywhere as often as I want to make sure that nothing is being taken out of my account that I didn't do. So you can monitor it a lot easier. You know, that's really mm -hmm. a good suggestion. Um, every time I go on the computer to look at my bank balance, and I do that once in a while, the first thing that pops up is this big obnoxious screen It says, how to do online banking. <laughs> and I usually get a little irritated, and I try to find the little thing that lets me click off and go back to the main screen. And so I've, I've regarded that as an irritation. But um, maybe if I did that, then I'd be able to check my card balances and everything else more quickly, more easily. From anywhere. Yeah, from anywhere. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So I probably should sign up for online banking is what you're telling me. Yes. All right. I am. W would you show me how to do that? Would you teach me how to do that? <laughs> I'll try, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I, I don't think I've ever done it on my cell phone as an example. It's very easy. Um, would you get any additional security if you're doing that? Yes. I know with my bank's app, like instead of just having like your login and your password or a PIN code, it's now like your fingerprint. Hmm. 
I think I read recently, too, that if you do online banking um, or like with a mobile device, a cell phone, mm -hmm. that it might let you access more ATMs without paying fees. Yeah, it'll show you ATMs like on a map of where you can go that don't have fees. Now, that's something I just found out about. I didn't know that before. That would make sense because what do you pay if you want to take $100 out of a credit card or something at an ATM? Um, typically, you're going to pay $2 or $3 or sometimes yeah. $3.50. That's a pretty high charge to take. It is, yeah. Well, I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that I'm, I'm really pleased to have Ashley Brown with us today. And she's in a different generation than I am, uh, like um, quite a few years younger than I am. And <laughs> I th are you in the millennial generation? Is that your generation? Yes. So she's a millennial. And millennials are much more able to do things with cell phones and computers and things than I was brought up to do. Yep, that's true. Um, so if you have a question about how to use your credit cards better or how to protect your credit cards better, give Ashley a call. What, what number can they reach you at, Ashley? 508-998-8858. And I won't tell you her age or anything else about her because... Last time I made an inopportune remark, um, <laughs> and she told me that I had pimped her out on the air. So we won't do that again. No, please no, don't. No. But uh, we're delighted to have you here this morning and talk about credit cards. Uh, it's a significant part of your life, ladies and gentlemen. You need to be constantly aware of who's around you when you're using it. You need to use your credit cards in a smart manner. They're there to help you, but you have to help yourself and protect yourself. So thank you for listening to Money Wise Again, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. Give us a call, 508-998-8858, and let us show you how we can protect you and protect your family. Thank you for listening.